Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here, and you can't really see me, but I like the music that I pick because it always makes me smile, and I'm dancing, sitting, but I'm still dancing. Speaking of powering your life, oftentimes we go through challenges, and, and, and many of them can be physical and emotional, and we're not even sure what to do, how to help ourselves. And there are many techniques out there and many ways of of helping and healing. And today we're going to look at someone and some healing that's really very special and looking back to see how you can shift, how you can heal, how you can work with, yes, your cellular memory. So many people don't even know what that is, but we're going to find out more today with my special guest, Sherry Anshara, who is an author, a speaker, a coach, as well as a medical intuitive. She has utilized her medical intuitive skills for 28 years, first to heal her own broken back, broken neck, and smashed head. Wow! and then to assist thousands of people globally to heal their bodies and lives of ailments and also traumas. Her clients discovered that healing doesn't take a long time. When you get to the core of what the issue, why the issue began in the first place, she calls her her intuitive process the Anshara Method of Accelerated Healing, which is a method of healing that Sherry discovered through her own trauma. And the information that she shares in her book, Take Your Power Back, You Becoming You, I love that title, is intended to support and to assist people to heal and to move beyond any and all of the beliefs they have been taught to limit themselves as less than, not good enough, and not deserving. Wonderful. Hello, Sherry. I'm Shara. How are you? Good. Thank you. How are you? You know what? I have to say this on air. I love your postings every day on Facebook. They bring a smile to my face and a chuckle in my throat. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you, that they do that for you because I that's one of the reasons that I post. So, let's let's unlock your story before we talk about the healing code. What happened to you? My goodness, a broken neck, a broken back. I mean, many people wouldn't even survive from that. So let's go back there a little bit, and then we'll we'll move forward. Well, it actually happened in 1991, and I always, you know, I even write about the setup. 
And I was um, in Connecticut. I'll make it really long story short. But anyway, I got in a drunk person's car. The person wasn't in there to help this woman. So I only assist. I don't help. And the car surged 40 feet in the air, flipped over, turned upside down, and went 15 feet underwater upside down in the Connecticut River. So I smashed my head. My brain went out of place. We didn't know it at the time. I broke my neck, and I broke my back. And so that began a completely different journey. But I created it. I didn't know at the time, but I am so – and I lost everything. I mean everything. Uh, And I showed up, and finally, six years later in uh, Arizona – with my last $50 and didn't really know anybody. But you know what? I cannot tell you. I gained everything. And through that experience, I actually am not going to take credit for this, but but my friends and clients say I better. I actually utilize the word cellular memory in 1991. And that cellular memorization is the trauma, whatever that trauma is. And the beautiful part about it is I knew intuitively, innately, uh, in a practical way that the body had an intelligence in it. And that is what I call cellular memory. And what I looked at when someone cuts themselves, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to watch it the body begins to heal itself. So I said, if a cut could heal itself, then why can't my back? And why can't my neck? And at the time, I didn't know about my brain. And that's where I've discovered that in our body, that is our innate natural intelligence and intellect because a nose knows to be no cells and a toe knows to be two cells. So in the body reproduces it. So At that time, I started reading medical books, quantum physics books, um, anything science books, and to look at just the miraculous ability of the body and that my computer brain, which I call the left brain, would talk me out of something because I looked at through my life when I didn't trust my heart and I listened to someone else's idea without judging them, and it didn't work for me. So that's kind of the story in a nutshell. Wow. And, it, you know, it's a powerful story. Now, cellular memory, I mean, it also stores not just our healing abilities, but also traumas that we may have had even when we were a kid or whatever, and, and sometimes that comes up maybe an anniversary of it or 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 something gets triggered or whatever. So before we talk about your method, tell, really explain to to our listeners, Sherry, what cellular memory is all about because not everybody is familiar with that. No, and through the research, after years later, they discovered really quickly that a woman who received the heart of a beer-guzzling, pizza-eating, motorcycle guy, mm-hmm. and she was more champagne and caviar, after she got his heart, because her heart loves, and that's what she began to love, is beer, beer and pizza, much to the you know, chagrin of her family. But what I – isn't that hilarious? But the body – does store everything 
and your cellular me- you're you're like a fabulous memory bank. But the computer brain, the left brain, I'm not talking about because we don't use the right brain, and I developed a method to do that, to, you know, to connect them. But that cellular memory can give us all of our answers. It doesn't mean it's going to be in one minute, but it doesn't have to take, you know, bazillion years to do that. And one of the things that I found terrifying is that they told me I would have to put pain killers and I wasn't going to put a killer and what I discovered through this process of healing myself is that my body recorded everything and when I began to listen through my heart to my body not through my hairy hairy computer brain ears the most incredible information came and that I could actually talk to myself particles, molecules at the subatomic level. And it began to make sense because what happened really didn't make sense from an outside uh, perception. And then I recognized that perceptions are not perspectives, that perspectives are the facts. And sticking to the facts of what my body was telling me, I began to heal. The, the bones in the back, my neck and my vertebra began to heal. And they didn't, you know, contract or get compacted. It, they're very flexible because flexibility is within the structure of your body, the way it's constructed. Um, there's a, a wonderful doctor, Dr. Gladys McGeary. She's like 95, and she's internationally known and lovely, and asked me a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, if I would write an article. And I wrote it. It's Baby's First Connection. And what I discovered in my own experience, that the minute the sperm hits the egg, we are a fully conscious being. And I had memory of being in my mother's womb. I had memory when I was one, two, and three years old of of being flexible and clear and all through my life when I was the happiest, the most healthy, the most viable. Those memories flooded up to my surface, and I utilized that information of my cellular memory to heal myself in letting go of the cellular memorizations of the traumas in my life. We all have traumas, and in one way or another. And I recognized that it was the emotions that made us sick. But our feeling is that connection within the body and to the body. Does that make sense? When you say our feelings... Rephrase that last sentence, our feeling is connections within the body and to the body. What do you mean by that? Well, a feeling, you know, you feel joyous. Emotion is more of that negative response, the, the negativity, and that's emotional because it's based it could be based on a belief system that I call the BS, that I'm not good enough or I'm not deserving. And when I had this experience, I lost everything. And I had been a 
very successful businesswoman, entrepreneur in the corporate world. And the emotional shame of it was horrific that I could shame myself, but then I recognized that it was something that happened, and no matter what anybody said that would trigger my emotions of shame and blame or even being stupid about this, because when the outside, I started, you know, looking sort of normal on the outside, but the inside still had trauma. And people would say, including my own family, without judging them, Sherry, just shape up, just shape up. But I couldn't process life the way I had before. And and I didn't know at the time that my brain was really out of place in the cranium, which now I find was a gift. So I would stay connected to my body and when people would say to me, you know, shape up. There's nothing wrong with you. Do what you did before. What's wrong with you? You don't talk the same. And and when they would do that, I would experience this emotionality of shame and blame and less than. And I thought, no. That is only going to keep my body sick. That is not going to support me. But when I trusted my heart, which is not woo, and science has proven the heart is like the most expanded resonance, that no matter what anybody said, I didn't take it on. You know, I might for a few minutes, but I said, no, if I do this, then I can't heal my body because it's only their opinion and they might be trying to help me, but it really wasn't. And it wasn't the idea of tough love. I gave myself tough love and gave myself the willingness. And that was another thing. When people say, you know, I, I know that I wasn't ready to heal. I was willing to heal. And that took it on a whole new caveat. You know, that's a very important message for people because oftentimes, and I, I have clients who, uh, who are getting messages from their family or whatever, okay, you're do- you need to be done with that, you need to be done with grief, you need to be, you need to be healed or whatever. And like, the, like you, you're saying, our bodies, our minds, who we are, our hearts, we have our own timetable. And even though people may be trying to help from outside, they are not privy to that internal information that we have. And and oftentimes we're not privy to it ourselves. We have to really get in touch with with that aspect. And the heart is, is, is a vehicle, a very strong vehicle, as you say, to be able to do that. So I think that that's key. So what is the Anshara method of accelerated healing? Well, what I can do is really within 10 minutes, we can begin to to make that journey inside the body, and I guide them just like I did myself. And within 10 minutes, you can get to the origination core of the emotional trauma. Now, it doesn't mean you have a solution yet, but you begin to have a resolution. And that's what came to me. 
um, about, oh, I had a resolution. I called it the aha moment, or I laughingly say, boo, da, I got it. And when I got to that point of how did this happen, why did it happen, it was so empowering. And then step by step, I began to take back my power. And people have said to me, did you have this inspiration? You wanted to go out and heal the world. No, actually, I didn't. <laughs> no, I was like, this was all about me. Cause I, was, I was looking, how can I, and I, I didn't even use the word heal at the time. I didn't. Like, how can I sort of put myself together? And this is hilarious. Years ago, when I was an entrepreneur, I had this woman's clothing store in Michigan, among my many thousands of careers. And I used to call them put-yourself-together parties. And, you know, for the different women, you know, whether they were corporate or teachers and teach them how to dress. So that's really what I did. It was like putting myself together, not back together, but putting myself together going forward. Because I couldn't. You know, oftentimes when we have. uh, What's that? No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. In my in myself, I said I can't change the unchangeable past, but I can change my future, which is one second from now, and that's really I was willing. And then I'm sorry I interrupted you. That was rude. (laughs) No, that's okay. I think that what's important is that oftentimes when we go through trauma like you there's and you said you're uncovering the reasons for it or the resolution for it oftentimes it's because it's taking us or needs to take us on another path many years ago i had an injury and and it was very debilitating but it led me to look for other ways of healing like you and to find ways to be able to heal myself and to help others and and it's like putting you putting me on a specific journey that maybe wasn't the intentionality that we had however our beingness or how whatever however you want to call it had that intentionality and hence something happened to shift to move us in the direction that we needed to be. I, I, I know that very strongly for myself. And what you're describing sounds like, yes, you were doing a wonderful job in terms of working with those parties and being an entre- entrepreneur and whatever, but the essence of you had something totally different in mind. And so that that injure those injuries it wasn't just one injury those multiple injuries kind of allowed this beingness this this ability to heal oneself yourself and then to be able to shift and help others to come about because of that and does that i mean does that make sense in terms of what you're saying totally 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 makes sense and I I am so grateful for all of these experiences because when I look back in when I was, you know, like two and three years old, I would say stuff to my mother and she would say, Sherry, don't say that stuff. 
I would tell her about the lights around people. I would tell her about an impression I would get and it would happen. And it was terrifying for my mother, terrifying. And she would just say, please be normal. <laughs> and that was the other thing that came out of this. And I'm sure many people, they're trying to fit into a normal normalcy that isn't normal for them. You know, and that's so important because I've worked with, with clients and and where kids are remembering, firstly, they'll see they see angels around them. They they talk to people that have been deceased. They remember other lifetimes, whatever. And mm-hmm. and some of the parents, like your mom, is like, wait a minute, like for, you know that's not true. Forget about that. And it's so important to do what you're saying to embrace that. Hey. My sense of normal, your sense of normal, may be totally different from somebody else, but that doesn't mean it's wrong or that you have to conform or adhere to someone else's way of being because it just, it's not, firstly, it's not true. It's not being true to the essence of of you and the essence of who you are. So I think that's so important. So talk to us a little bit. A typical healing session, maybe share a story without using any names or whatever, because um, somebody's asking, well, what's the process look like? Well, it, when someone comes in and I will have them fill out my intake sheet, whether it's ADD or addictions or cancer or anxiety and depression, and what I've discovered in a short in a short terminology, that depression at the core is deepest disappointment. Cancer is eating ourselves up alive. Anxiety is unrealistic expectations. Now, I know that sounds simplistic, but the more simplistic and simple we make it, the easier it is for the person to not get into complications. And I'm actually writing a new book, and one of my new lines is, you know, he died or she died of complications because we made it so complicated. And so wherever they fill it out, and I created an energetic chart um, to show them where the information gets stored, like the shoulders are responsibility, and they are connected to the knees, cut off at the knees. The jaws are the hips. Um, and that's part of the creative pro- uh, process when they have hip problems or they have jaw problems. It's the same. And so it's based on our belief systems. And, it, and what I do is first I assess the body without touching it because I do work with people over the phone or over Zoom. But if they're here in person, I will assess their body and give them the information. And they will provide me with something that they have come here for. I just had a a client that seven years ago was in a coma. This man is Jewish, Russian. His first language, I do not speak Russian. And he was in a coma. And they told him he was going to, his wife, he was going to die. He was in a car accident with three brain operations from Friday to Sunday. And I show up at the hospital on Monday. I did not know this family, and we have become besties. I love them. And when and now he is in a coma. Now, this is one of the more, you know, um, extreme ones. He was in a coma with propofol and morphine because that's the protocol with brain operations to keep him comfortable. So when I walked in, 
and this is not judging doctors, but the neurologist was very upset and said, really rough, what are you doing here? And I and I smiled and I said, well, I know what I'm doing here. What are you doing here? And because I wasn't going to, isn't that funny? So he went out of the room and he said, the man's going to die. And I said, please don't say that because he can hear you. And he looked at me right. like it was a nutcase. So I walked up to him and I I called his name out and put my hand in his hand. And I said, you know, I can assist you to transition if you'd like. It's not one of my favorite things to do. This is just what I said to him. But I said, but if you would like to live, you have to give me some kind of a sign. He squeezed my hand. And I worked with him the next day he was out of the coma, and that was seven years ago. You know, I think it's so important because, like what you said, when somebody's in a coma, it doesn't mean that they're not aware of what people are saying or what's going on around them and and there's been research that really proves that and and it's so important to not make an assumption about something like that because like you said I mean you gave that man a choice about leaving this world or or moving on and healing and he he gave you a strong signal, Sherry, that said, "Hey, I want to still be here," and and you work with that, which is which is beautiful. Let's talk a little bit about your book, "Take Your Power Back: You Becoming You," and and we have some people who are interested in talking a little bit about that. So, what's in the book, and why did you write it? Well, the reason I wrote it, and actually, it's the rewrite of the first book that I started years ago in '91. And the reason that I wrote it was to give people uh, uh, clear information of how we process life and and duality, which is good or bad, high or low. You know, my way's better, and this is how our family does it. And you better stick to it, and all of that. And so I wrote it in a manner that people could really uh, look at who they are. So I call, like, for instance, I call duality programs judgment, lack, and takeaway, that these are the programs of fear, and that fear is really lack of information. And so that is a really good tool. And I also show them how to be Neo, the non-emotional observer, And when you are that non-emotional observer, Neo, you can begin to really see things clearly and that they're not muddied up by the emotionality and that you can validate yourself, that it's wonderful to get validation outside of you, but when you're able to validate yourself, I talk about some of the processes of like how we get fragmented and what does that mean, you know, when we get discombobulated. And I always call that duality is the permanent temporary. <laughs> what does that mean? That we that we really evolve, but we don't always recognize it. So it, it really is tools or a method of how to step in your power instead of force because duality is like force, force, force. And duality is, I believe that Britney Spears sang it the best. Oops, I did it again and again and again. Because even my own self, I would say, now why did I do that again? 
Like, what, what is going on? So in this book about you becoming you is that you do not have to excuse yourself anymore. You don't have to seek the validation outside of yourself. That what you are being, and I love that you use the word beingness, that what you are being is fabulous. You know, and I that think that's... You, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to focus on the observer because I think that that when you have that observer, and I and I've taught people how to how to access that too because I had to do that when I went through my healing process many years ago. When you have that, it gives you a sense of your own objectivity, like you're talking about, so you can see things without the the emotional triggers or whatever, and and it and it creates for the person for the being, a whole way of looking at your life, even looking at your actions, looking at the emotions, and being able, without the judgment, to evaluate, to to assist yourself in the process. So I love that you're doing that because I think that we all could use an observer. We all, I mean, it, it, it can function for us and and support us and give us answers and information that we don't get when we're kind of stuck and we in whatever it is we're doing and we can't see out of it, whatever. We have a, someone that wants to ask a question. Are you up for that? Oh, I would love it. Okay, good. Hello, you're on the air? Well, Hello? She may have changed her mind. Okay, she had a question about your book earlier. So, hello? All right, I, she's, it looks like she's there, but she's not there. Anyway, tell people a little bit more about the book. Like, are there specific ways that they can help themselves, that they can heal themselves? What, what else is in the book? Oh, hi. Hello? Oh, hi. You're on the air? Uh, Hi. Thank you for taking my call. This is Katie. Hi, Katie. So you had a question for Sherry? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I was just wondering how does your your book and your process, um, if I can find out the process from getting your book. I'm interested in changing beliefs. Um, I'm very spiritually awake, and I kind of know a lot of the instances where things were created with me, but I mm-hmm. I always, I don't know, I'm looking for different, like, healing modalities to release it. Like, if I felt, say, if I felt not good enough or something or undeserving, I kind of know where it came from, but I, I don't know if I know how to change that or release that. So what's your question? Okay. You want to know different modalities that can help you change that belief system? Is that what your question is? Yeah. Okay. Well, Sherry, my, you want to answer My it? method, yes, my method isn't really a modality. It's okay. really more of a guidance, and it's tools so that you can begin to see as the observer within your own body 
see, we've been taught that life is a, uh, a reflection of us. I don't believe that. What I believe is life is a projection of us, that our inner world creates the outer world. But we haven't right. been taught that. And so I, it, it's changing language um, in, in the idea that we've been taught we always have to explain ourselves. I call that the Lucille Ricardo, and my clients say they don't have to explain nothing anymore. And so <laughs> it is, isn't that a good one? No more explaining. And when you... And when you discover that the information inside of you is really what is pertinent based on non-emotionality in the facts, and this is one of the things that my clients say, is I say, knowing at my deepest knowing, I cannot change the unchangeable past. It's one second ago, but I can change my future, and it's one second from now by not dragging the past with me. And what I noticed even all my life as the observer is if you go to a wedding or a family reunion or a class reunion, everybody talks about the past. And that isn't a bad thing, but when there's emotional stuff to it, they, they don't want to talk to that person or they wa- don't want to do this um, because they are still stuck. And this is a tool if you want to do it for all your listeners. And I've actually I've t- taught this even to physicists, and they loved it. So time, I have them write down the word time and cut it in half. It spells tie me. And time is wow. really... We're a space-time continuum. It's what we are. So time is an increment of space in which to have an experience. So every day, and I have a Sherryism, what I say makes my day, and what I say can make or break somebody else's day. So my increments of time belong to me. They are not stuck in the past because the left computer brain gets triggered by, and we already, you know, you had mentioned that before, that when we get triggered, our brain doesn't know what time it is. And so then we act out again that behavior that we learned. And what we did in this is profiles, behaviors, and roles. So a profile area. I have to trigger it. I have to. Oh, uh, I have to cut you off a little bit because we are running out of time. You, oh, um, you, you just bought her book, right? So, so I think you need to devour the messages and the techniques that are in there. And Cherry's going to tell everybody, including you, how they can get a hold of the book, which you already have, how they can get a hold of Sherry and find out more. So I don't mean to rush you, you, but I don't want to. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Great. Thank you. Thank you. So, Sherry, you have so much information, and people need to be able, firstly, to find out more, get this book, and find out how they can get a hold of you. So would you share that with our listeners before we close? Oh, I would love to. They can um, they can go to Amazon and get. My, I think all my books are on there, and or and if they would like to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, which is Sherry 
com, and it's Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, Anshara, A-N-S-H-A-R-A.com. Or um, my phone number, I'm in Arizona, and right now Pacific Standard Time, is 480-609-0874, and I'm very accessible. And um, I invite you to read, I have a lot of articles on my blog, including Baby's First Connection. It's really a uh, a belief system buster. <laughs> so Wonderful. I just thank you so much for having me on your show. I am very, very Great filled. <laughs> I love it. And I thank you, too. And we are very simpatico in terms of some of our, our ideas and what we do. So I really thank you. And thank you for going through your process of healing because not only did it help you, but it's really serving many other people as well. So thank you so much, Sherry Anshara, for all that you do and for all that you are. And thank you for all your beingness, because your doingness comes from that fabulous beingness of yours. <laughs> More to come. Thanks so much. Take care. Okay. So think about what what Sherry said in terms of really being able to connect with your body's memories, with with the essence of who you are, and not necessarily listen to somebody else's reaching and saying that, you know, you have to heal today or or you have to do something because, remember, you are very special and very unique. And you do have the ability to power your life, to bring into your life force more strength, more love, more compassion, not only for other people, but primarily for yourself to help you grow, to help you evolve, as Sherry said, and I believe that too. Have a beautiful day. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm going to give you the short version. Go to doc, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org. And remember, you have the ability, the capability, the skills to move yourself forward, even if it's just one step at a time. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.